From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. It's a joy today to welcome you to this Friday broadcast. We're right here in the studios at the Sword of the Lord headquarters, and we are excited every single day that we get to be here on this station, and I hope you'll join us as often as you possibly can. We're looking at the weekend, of course, and this weekend I'm scheduled to be at the Victory Baptist Church in Eustis, Florida. That's down in central Florida, just north of Tampa, just below Ocala, and we look forward to being there at Victory Baptist in Eustis, Sunday morning and evening, also Monday night. I trust that you'll make your plans to be with us if you're anywhere in that part of Florida this weekend. So, don't forget, though, that in the summertime, July 17 through 20, the National Sword of the Lord Conference in Winston-Salem, Walkertown, North Carolina, and the details can be found on the Sword of the Lord website at swordofthelord.com. For the last number of days, in fact, for the last 19 days, counting today, we have been working out of Psalm number 37. Now, this will be the final study in this particular psalm. We looked at the bullet points, I mean, the powerful principles that were laid out in the chapter, and then we backed up and looked at the details about the case study that was made on the unsaved person, the person out in the world. And then this week, we've been looking at the case study for the person who decides to go with the Lord. And that's been a very blessed thing for me as I've been on the air here with that every day this week. And we're going to finish that up now. And I trust that this whole study in Psalm 37 has been a help to you. We look today, beginning at verse number 30. Remember, we're talking about the biography that's drawn out here, the picture that's painted about the person who walks with the Lord in their life. Verse 30 says that that man's mouth will speak wisdom and his tongue will talk of judgment, talking about doing things in a discerning manner. The testimony of the tongue, the testimony of the mouth of the man who is walking with the Lord is worlds apart. I mean, it is a world apart from all of the things that are done in the world. The world has a dirty mouth. The world has a profane mouth, but this man, oh, he's a different individual. His mouth is clean. His mouth gives testimony to the Lord. His mouth gives out good things that people need to hear. Now, if you drop down to verse number 31, the Bible tells us here two things. First, it says the law of his God is in his heart. What we're looking at here in the man that is really painting the right kind of picture for himself, what he has is not a surface religion but it's something deep within him. It is a matter of the heart. This man has yielded himself, not just on the surface, but he has yielded himself to the most important part of himself, the depths of his heart, and he is, in fact, a person with genuine faith. That verse goes on to say, the last part of verse 31 says, none of his steps shall slide. That is, this guy's not going back. Now, we learned in the Bible, in the New Testament, that there are some people who they will kind of sign on with the Lord for a little bit, and it's all surface, it's all shallow, it's all external. It's not real down deep inside of them. That is, they're not genuinely saved. But for a while, they walk along, they're trying to be religious, and then like John chapter 6, verse 66 says, 
that from that time, many of them went back and followed him no more. They were tagging along for a little while because they were trying to find out all of the details. But once they found out the details, they said, oh, not for me. That's not where they wanted to go. They didn't want to give up their sin. They didn't want to give up their selfishness. They didn't want to give up all of the trappings that they had out in the world. And so they just turned and walked away. But the person who is genuine in their faith, I mean down to the core of their being, this verse says, his steps shall not slide. That is, he's not going back. He's not going to head back into the world. Instead, he is going to walk with the Lord and stay true whether he's on the mountain or down in the valley, this man is going to walk like a genuine Christian ought to walk. He's not going to slide back into the world. Drop down to verse 37, and this is the verse that says, Mark the perfect man and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. Now that verse is simply telling us that this man who is building this biography of godliness, he is walking with the Lord, This man sticks with the Lord, and when he does, he's going to be very glad that he did. His peaceful end. He's coming to a time when he puts his head on the pillow. He knows that he's dying. He knows that his life is over. He's going to have peace in his heart because he knows who he is. He knows where he's going. He knows what the end is about. And listen, friends, that is the kind of thing that nobody can have unless They have yielded themselves to the Lord unless they have the Savior and they know that they're born again. They know that they're heaven bound. That's just important. You ought to mark that man. You ought to identify that man. You ought to look to that man. Behold him, the Bible says here, and pay attention. Because when you see other people living like that, dying like that, it's a good example for all of us so that we look at it and behold it and take note of it and let that be a guide for us. Now, drop down to verse 39 as we near the finish of this chapter. Verse 39 tells us, The salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. Well, he talks about the righteous here. Here's a man who's living a good life. He's doing the things that he reads about in the Bible. And the Bible says the salvation of that man is of the Lord. Everything that is right and good and holy and eternal and everything that is identifiable with heaven, every bit of that begins in individual people the day that they come to Christ and receive his salvation. You cannot get that simply because you joined the church. You can be a Baptist, you can be a Methodist, you can be a Catholic, you can be a lot of things just because you joined. But I'm telling you, dear friend, being a church member will not get this for you. You say, well, I did some religious things. I got baptized. I've taken communion every Sunday. Other things like that, I'm telling you, it will not get the job done. What needs to be done is for you to make a deliberate, I mean a definite decision, a conscious decision to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. You need to realize you're a sinner, you're lost, you're hellbound. You're going to miss heaven and you're going to miss it big time if you do not come to Christ. You need to receive the Lord Jesus. Put your faith and trust in Him. And when you do, the Bible says you're born into the family of God. It says you are saved and you are thereby henceforth and forever heaven bound. And that's what I advocate here. I advocate come to Christ, receive the Savior, salvation 
of the righteous is of the Lord. You cannot be the righteous person. You cannot live the good life that you ought to live and do that with any degree of consistency without having the Lord in your heart. It's important that you do that. So everything's going to start with salvation. The second part of that verse, number 39, also tells us that the Lord is the strength that we need in the time of trouble. Whenever things sour, as they will sometimes, the fact that you are still alive in this world, the fact that you are living in a society that is a society of darkness, it is a place where Satan roars about like a lion seeking whom he may devour. I mean, you live in a world where a lot of things are going wrong where a lot of crazy things are taking place all the time. Some of that crazy is going to hit you. Some of that crazy is going to bring you hurt. It's going to bring heartache. It's going to put you in stress. It's going to bring trouble to you, to your family. And whenever those things happen, I mean, when, when the day darkens, when life sours on you, there's one thing that will sustain you, and that is the fact that you're saved, you're born again, and because you are in God's family, you have a Heavenly Father who's going to attend to you, who's going to be available to you, who's going to provide for you, who's going to give you strength in the time when you need it. You may be knee-deep in the muck and the mire of some valley that you never wanted to be in. You did not choose that route for yourself, but it came to you, and the fact is you are in deep trouble well, listen, there is rescue to be had, and that's when you come to the Lord and trust Him for salvation, and then, and only then, do you have access to all of the provisions that the Lord makes available to His sons and daughters. Listen, the rain will fall on the just and the unjust alike. Whether you're saved or not, you're going to be the recipient of some of God's goodness, but whenever you come to Christ, it opens wide the gates of God's blessing. And it means that there are going to be things available to you that are not available to the people who are out in the world. So listen, yes, the Lord is a source of strength when everything sours. Now look at verse 40, the last verse in the chapter, and we learn here a couple of things. The opening part of the verse says, the Lord shall help them Talking about the godly person, this person who's building a biography of faith and faithfulness. The Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked. Now, fact is, if you're a Christian, that fact alone may cause some people to oppose you. It may cause some people to hate you. It may cause some people to come after you with a vengeance. They may even be violent toward you. And if that is the case, there is one thing that you can count on. You and the Lord are a majority. You and the Lord can stand up to the pressure. You can take the heat. You can realize that you have something more than yourself, and you are, in fact, going to be able to have wisdom. You're going to be able to have strength that you would never have had otherwise because you and the Lord are in this together. You're working together, and the Lord is going to enable you to get through all of the stress that the world can bring to you. I mean, when other people attack you, when other people come after you with a vengeance, there is no reason under the sun that shines, there is no reason why you ought to quiver, no reason why you ought to quake, and no reason why you ought to quit. You simply need to yield yourself to the Lord, get up every morning, surrender yourself afresh, and just know that the Lord is right there with you. He is present, He is powerful, and He's going to produce for you, and He's going to do it today. That is something you can count on. 
Now, we get down to the last part of that verse, and it says that the Lord shall save them because they trust in him. Let me make clear here to you. Faith is the key to the Christian life. The Bible tells us the just shall live by faith. That's an Old Testament principle. It's a New Testament principle stated both places. Now, what are we looking at here? The just, that is, those who are saved, those who have trusted Christ as Savior, they are born again. God looks at them. He declares them to be just, even when they're sinners. He declares them to be innocent when they're guilty. And he tells them, now you are included in the family. You are included as the just. And because you are the just, what are you going to do? You're going to live by faith, just like you got saved by faith. You put your trust in the Lord Jesus. He admits you to the family of God. And the resulting consequence of that faith is that you are going to walk the walk that you walk. There'll be days when there's going to be fog. There'll be days when the clouds are dark. There'll be days whenever you're not sure you're on the right route. But if you'll walk with God and trust him, he'll get you through. The just shall live by faith. And this verse says the Lord shall save them because they trust in him. It makes a difference when you have an active faith in your Christian life. Well, my dear friends, I'll tell you, I have enjoyed this walk through Psalm 37. 19 days of it here on the broadcast. Now, come Monday, we'll do some new things. But I want you to know there's a lot here, and it's really here for you. And you can take it and make much ado about it and count on it every single day that you live and breathe. Build the biography that is the biography of faith and walking with God. Well, look, I love to hear from you, and I hope this weekend you'll sit down and write me a note. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, look, have a great weekend. Go to church on Sunday, and we'll look forward to being back here again Monday. God bless you until then. Goodbye for now.